You know that this year, 2020, we're talking about stewardship and we're talking about, you know, putting God first in our lives. And we've named or we've uh, the slogan, you know, that we've using uh, for this year, you know, is the first stewardship focus. All right. So our first series this year is about what? Priorities. All right. How many of you guys were here last Sunday? Raise your hands. All right. What did we talk about last week? What's our number one priority? You guys remember God's? Presence, God's presence first. Very good. We talked about making Him the number one priority in our lives, His presence, going after Him. And that's why we start the year the way that we're starting, right? It's to be able to do that. Now, today, we're going to talk about something that is so, so important, all right? And I wouldn't name it priority number two, but I would say it's one of those top priorities for God, all right? And what is that priority, baby, that we're going to talk about? Family. Today, we're going to talk about family, right? Yes. So the title of our message is My Family. You can write that down in your notes. My Family. Okay. And today we're going to answer why family. And that's why we're doing this together. All right. Because I got to come up here and, you know, give you a sermon about family like any other week. You know, but we decided to do this together because we are going to speak about family. And I wanted to do it together with my wife. I thought it was very important that we did that. So... We're going to answer why family is such a top priority in the kingdom of God. Why is family such a top priority? Why is it such an important priority? All right. And I'm going to give you three things right at the beginning. And then we're going to share a little bit of our story, you know, because how many of you guys know that there's no perfect family? All right. No perfect Have you, anybody family. seen a perfect family out there? No. No. <laughs> all right. So we're going to share a little bit about, you know, our life, you know, and our Everyone family. It's looking at their wives and their husbands and everybody is here. Guys, look straight over here. Don't look <laughs> next to you. All right. I don't want you to get in trouble. Don't get Not, in trouble today. We've been fighting the whole day. What happened? We went to church and they were talking about, no, please. You're right. It's like, don't get into that. All right. So I want to share with you three very important things. All right. About why family is a top priority for God. And why it should be a top priority for each of us in this place, right? So number one, I want you guys to write this down. Family represents who God is. Family represents who He is, alright? And I want you to go in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 and verse 15. Ephesians 3, 14 and 15. I'm going to read this from the New American Standard Bible. And it says this, For this reason, this is the Apostle Paul writing this, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family... How many families? Every. Every family in heaven and on earth derives His name. That's a powerful scripture right there. It says that every family in heaven and on earth gets its name from whom? From our Heavenly Father. Okay, so when we talk about family, family represents who God is. When Jesus came here to earth, I want you guys to listen to this very important. He taught us to call God by a certain name. What was the name that Jesus would call Him? Father. Very good. Okay, until that moment, the Jewish nation would call God by all these names, you know, that appear in the Old Testament. 
But Jesus comes and he calls God by the name of Father. The context, right, is the context of what? Of family. Jesus is called our older brother in the Bible. And the congregation, okay, the church is called what? A brotherhood. Okay, so what does the context speak to us of? It speaks to us of a context of family, guys. A context of family. Alright, and even the church, I want you guys to understand this, even the church is built around the concept of family. Okay, very, very important. Why? Because family is the closest earthly agency that represents who God is. There's no other earthly agency. You want to speak into that? thing is that when we see um, all of us were raised or come from a family, right? Even if you don't have, you haven't not met your father or you don't know who your mother is and all these things, we know that we were born from two people. Yeah. One day they were together, right? Yeah. And then you came out, pretty much. You, that's, yeah. that's how it is. So the essence of what a family is, that's the way, that's the, the nature of God. God is a father. We are a family in Christ, and we are a family here in church, too. So that's the way that we should operate. That's the way that we should act. That's the way that we should behave. Because only when... What happened? Oh, boy, the anointing is knocking people down (laughs) off the cameras. (laughs) Are you guys getting scared here? (laughs) But the way that we should take care of each other and love each other is as family. I think that's one of the strongest bond that we have with people is, is being family. And I want you guys to know something. The first institution that God established here on earth, listen to this, it was not the church. It was the family. Okay, one day the Pharisees came to Jesus and they were trying to set a trap for him. And they asked him, Lord, why, why, why did Moses allow divorce? And in Matthew chapter 19, verse 4 and 5, uh, Jesus says something so amazing. Well, actually, four, five, and six. Jesus says, having you read the scriptures, they record that from the beginning, God made them male and female. And he said, this explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. Since they are no longer two, but one, let no one split apart what God has joined together. You see, so Jesus makes a reference to what? To how things were where? In the beginning. How God's original intent was for family. Alright? And that's why we need to get family right, guys. Okay, I can't uh, say that enough. We need to get family right. And that's why there's such a war against family. Because family represents who God is. And we're going to talk about that here in the next point. But if family is wiped out, then we're not going to have a clear understanding of who God is and the way that he operates. That's why there's such an attack on the family. You see it everywhere. You know, in our society today, it's crazy the attacks on the family that you see. Just the other day, I was watching a basketball game. You know, and as I was watching the basketball game, there's this commercial of uh, this dating agency. You know, it's one of those agencies that, you know, you log on, whatever's, you know, through, you know, website or whatever. And then you, you see this couple getting married and exchanging the vows. And then you see this other couple, but it's two girls. And they're exchanging their vows. And then the minister says, okay, now you can kiss the bride. And they kiss. And my little girl was watching that. And she asked the question. She goes, 
Daddy, why is that girl kissing that other girl? And while I'm watching a basketball game, I'm watching the Miami Heat. This is a commercial during the Heat game. All right? My kids are there sitting with me, but society, okay, little by little, is putting all these things in there, okay? And I want to tell you something, okay? If you're dealing with your identity and with homosexuality, I have no problem with you being here and understanding, okay, and learning what God has established, but that's not God's original design. That's not his original plan. His original plan, Jesus said it here. He said, don't you know that from the beginning God made them male and female? He explains that. And for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother. Okay, he's not talking leaving his father and father or leaving his mother and mother. You know what? There's a design that God has. And there's an attack against that. And as a church, okay, guys, we need to love everybody, but we need to stand for the truth at the same time. You guys understand what I'm telling you this morning? So we love people, but we bring correction. We bring correction. We say, hold on a second, because there's so much confusion, you know? So number two, guys, I want you guys to write this down. Family is a top priority for God, and it should be for us because it's where we receive our foundation. Okay, not only does it represent God, but in family is where we are supposed to receive the foundation of who we are. Okay, that's where we need, where we need to be nurtured when you grow up, when you're little, you're brought up in a family. Your value, your principles are ingrained in you in the context of what? A family. You know, parents. Okay, and I love, you know, my parents, all right? My grandparents. How many have grandparents still alive? You know, you still have your... Man, I praise God for the grandparents. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> grandparents are are amazing, you know? Uh, I love my grandparents, you know? So the context of parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, okay? They're all supposed to help build us and help put a solid foundation in our lives. Deuteronomy chapter 6. You could go in your Bibles to Deuteronomy 6, verse 5 through 9. Okay, and this was a very important scripture for the Jewish nation. And I'm going to let my wife speak to this in a second. But this scripture says, And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your might. These words which I am commanding you today shall be on your heart. And here we go. And you shall teach them diligently to your sons. And you shall talk to them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way. And when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand. And they shall be as frontals on your forehead. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. So what the scripture is saying is God telling his people, you know what? Be intentional. With building the right principles, with building the right values, my values, my principles into the upcoming generation is on the family. That's, right. That's what God is saying there. And uh, one reason, guys, I want you to understand is one reason that the Jewish nation still exists till today is because of these principles. Because they still follow these principles. If you look, you know, into history, right? All the other nations have been wiped out. Okay, if you look, where are the Philistines? Well, I don't know, the Hevites, you know, the Gershites and all these guys, they've been wiped out. But why does the nation of Israel still exist? Because of principles like this that have been kept where? Inside the family context. And it starts at home. I mean, 
The other day I was coming back from New York. We were on a flight. My kids, I was so tired, you know, after uh, moving from one place, you know, with the whole family. We're like 20, 22 when we're all together, so it's a little crazy. Um, so when we're on the plane, I'm like, I'm going to go, I'm going to get on the plane and go to sleep. You know, that was my plan. When I'm in the plane, you know, I'm there gone and I start hearing someone screaming and I just got up, you know, I, I woke up and I see this little girl. She was not older than five years old. I'm not kidding you. She was having this tantrum, hitting her mother speaking back to her father spitting on her mom spitting on her mom listen i was about to get that little girl and smack her on her face and be like you behave you know what i mean but i mean i'm sorry sorry i'm the pastor but let me tell you let me tell you i'm like where what happened in this family what happened that this wall this little girl would dare to spit her mother and the she, dad is sitting next to her like of nothing. And the dad is like, you know, and she's with her little, she she had a pacifier. And I'm like, she's a little brat. I'm sorry. She's a little brat. I will get her and put her in her place. But let me tell you, we as people, we receive our values and we correct and we form the people that are in our family circle. And these are the things, these are the values, these are the things that we're passing on generation from generation that little by little, we're just letting them go by not being, you know, by not believing that we are the ones that pass on values to our children, to our grandchildren, respect, love, care one another. Listen, I was, I was disturbed by that. My children, I have four children, and they're not perfect. And you guys can, I mean, you guys have heard stories about our children. But my children were sleeping, quiet. The, the boys were playing with each other. And I was like, I have four children, and I have no chaos. But one little girl over there has, their, has her parents... And the whole section of the And the plane. whole section of plane were disturbed <laughs> by that behavior. That's not acceptable. That's not acceptable. That's not acceptable. We are the ones that are there to teach, you know, our children, our grandchildren, our nieces, our nephews, our, I don't know, whoever is close to you, values and respect. That's why family is so important. And I don't know what's your background. And let me tell you, maybe you're hearing, like I said, maybe you don't even know. You, you never met your father. You never met your mother. You know, you don't know whatever. You know, maybe your parents are divorced. Maybe you are going through a divorce. But let me tell you, God's plan for us is to, re to really know that we are a family in him and that we could receive all of that first of all from our father okay and even if we don't have a father there's people that could become those father images figures. and figures in our in our lives and that we pray that god will do that in people that 
more this generation is like a fatherless generation that they don't have their parents involved. But that's what happens when family doesn't do what they're called to do. They create children, and I'm like, later on, this little girl is going to just do whatever she wants. And I'm not blaming it on her. It's not her fault. It's not her fault. Whose fault is it? The parents. But maybe her parent, their, her parents did not have someone to teach them those values that we are here to receive. Today. That's right. So that, so when the family's broken, what happens is that God's design is distorted. And that's like I was saying in the first point, why there's such an attack against the family. I want to tell you guys something, you know, when you have children that are growing up without values, you have all the issues that are going on around us right now. And then you have kids going into school with guns and just shooting somebody because there's no value for life. There's no respect for life. But where does it start? It starts in the home. It starts in the family. I want to tell you something, guys. Our problems are not going to be resolved from Washington. Our problems need to be resolved from within our families. You guys understand what I'm saying? It starts in the, in, in the household. It starts with the husband, the wife, the kids. It starts there. So don't be looking for Washington to solve the issues that we need to be solving at home. And that's why as pastors, we feel that we have the obligation to share these principles with you and these truths with you. Because even in the midst of all the craziness that we hear and all the media and all the stuff, we might tend to put our eyes in the wrong place. And when you come here this morning, I'm like, all right, I want to focus you on what you really need to be focusing on. And, and these are our priorities, and here are the important areas, you know. So family, okay, is the backbone to our society. It's the it family. Is. It's it the is. family. It starts in the family, all right? And number three, all right, write this down. Family is a top priority for God and should be for us, okay? Because it is where we are launched towards our God-given purpose, all right? It is from the family setting that we are launched to our God-given purpose, okay? Family is so important for us to be able to reach the purpose and the plan that God has for us. And when you look at scripture, you see, you see, for example, you see Jesus, you see John the Baptist, you see Moses, you see uh, Samson, you see Samuel. The plan and the purpose that God had for the child was revealed to who? To the parents. And the parents got an insight to the child that they were having. Why? So that the parents could make sure that they could upbring that child according to the purpose of God. You guys understand what I'm saying? So if we want to walk, okay, and we want our children and our generations to walk in the purpose that God has for them, it starts where? It starts in the family. And that's why it's so important that as, as a family, we are connected to God. Yesterday, we were doing a, a, a child presentation, you know, uh, in, in, in a banquet hall. And we were presenting these beautiful children of a young couple that we married about two or three years ago. We married that couple. And when it was my turn to talk, I, I told them, you know, uh, it's so important that you guys as parents uh, bring these children in the ways of God. You see, this presentation, even though we're presenting your child, in reality, he's not going to remember none of this. My four kids, they don't remember their presentation. They don't. All right? The presentation is more for the parents to take a responsibility of what's going on with that child that they have in their hands right there. And understand, you know what? God has a purpose and a plan for him. So you better get your act together. You better start following God to make sure that he reaches the purpose and the plan that God has for his life. You know? That's right. 
Genesis chapter 18. Beautiful scripture. Look what God tells Abraham. Chapter 18, verse 19. Genesis 18, verse 19. This verse was part uh, of our devotional this week. I think it was uh, day number three that it talked about family. And it says this about Abraham. I have signaled him out so that he will direct his sons and their families. Who was the one to direct his sons and his families? Abraham. To keep the ways of the Lord by doing what is right and just. Then I will do for Abraham all that I have promised. So it's like God saying, I have this promise for Abraham. And I have these purposes for Abraham. But they're not going to be accomplished only by him. It's going to be accomplished through his family. So he better teach his family the ways of God. In order for those plans and purposes and promises to be fulfilled. How many of us here have great promises from God? Raise your hands. God has just spoken great things over your life. Raise your hand. I'll have some news for you. They're going to outlive you. The purposes and plans that God has for your life, they're going to outlive you. You better make sure that you train up the generation, your children, your grandchildren in the ways of God so that they could continue the plans and the purposes that God has for your family lineage. And I think that these three things that I'm talking about now, you know, these three reasons of priority of family suffice, okay? And I think there's many more, but I want to take a moment and speak about our own lives. I want to transition in these last, you know, 12 minutes that we have and really go into into our, our family. Because you might be here and say, wow, you know, I don't come from a Christian family, you know, and, you know, I don't even know these things. I just started out walking with God two months ago, a year ago, two years ago. My parents didn't know God. You know, my parents didn't know the ways of God. And it's so funny that I'm talking about this today. And last night, uh, we went out with the family and uh, my nephew, Andres, he goes, I know this restaurant. Let's go wait to this restaurant, this little Mexican restaurant. And we end up in Little Havana. And I told the, the whole family, we were all together. and like, this is where I grew up. And they're like, where? I'm like two blocks from here. And I'm like, watch, I'm going to be your tour guide today. And at the end, I'm going to be receiving tips. I told them that. <laughs> All right, I'm going to well, walk you through Calle Ocho. And last yesterday. night, I was walking the whole family through Calle Ocho, all right, and showing them this is this, this is that, this didn't used to be here, and this, I have no idea what it is. I didn't know it was like a Miami tour or a PC tour, you know, Chris's tour, because <laughs> we were like... Visiting all the places that you would go when you were a child. Yeah, I told her this is where I used to get a haircut with my dad and a parque dominó aquí en la ocho y la quince. You know, the whole nine yards. They're about to set And then I took to them play. to the house where I used to live and we stood outside and they started taking pictures of me standing where, where I used to live ever since I was five years old till I was 18. And uh, it was so funny because my parents didn't know the ways of God. But listen how interesting, even though they didn't know the ways of God, my dad worked in construction and paid to send me to a private school because he didn't want me going to Jackson. That's a school that I needed to go back in the day. Jackson was not a good school. Okay, and Booker T. Washington was supposed to be my middle school. It was not a good school back in the day. So they sent me to private school. And that's where the foundation of God started to be put in my life. In a Presbyterian church that we would pick up the hymn books every Friday. Never went to school, uh, church on Sunday, but we had chapel every Friday. And that's why it's so important, guys, you guys that are here. We have a school in this place. All right. And in this school that we have in this place, we have chapel every week. 
And we teach the kids not only everything that they need to learn academically, but we also teach them biblical principles because the day is going to come when they graduate from school, they graduate from college, but the principles that we put in their lives are so important and it starts from the time that they are youth. I don't know who I'm preaching to this morning. And I could just go on and on and on this morning. But if you haven't had the right setting around you, and last night I was talking to my brother-in-law, and I'll let you speak a little bit about you now. But he was telling me, tell me a little bit about your story. You know, how do you feel around this place? You know, do you enjoy coming back here? And I'm like, man, this is come in and get out. Because to me, I was trapped in this. This was, I wanted to get out. There was no way out. You know, back then, you know, we didn't have money. We were poor. We 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 just made made ends meet. You know, and it was just it, it was just my day to day, and I lived rough things in that neighborhood. You know, so it was get in, get out. You know, but God has made a way because He had a plan and a purpose for my life, and He restored my family. And I want to tell you something. I was the first person in my family to get saved. Okay, at eighteen, it wasn't my parents. It was me. And God used me to bring transformation to the rest of my family. So if you're here and you're saying, wow, I'm already grown up. How is it going to start? Hey, just make sure you follow after God. That's right. And go after God with all your heart. And God will start doing things in your family. That's right. God did something in Abraham and his whole family from there on out was blessed. My family line will never be the same because of what God did in my life. And he could do that with you as well. That's right. The same thing with me. I came from my family. I mean, none of us knew the Lord. We were Catholics. My my sister, actually, she's going to be here in second service. She was ready to be a nun. You know, she was right there. You know, she 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 went actually to missions. And Thanks she God wanted... the Lord brought you guys out of that. <laughs> and I, she was like my role model, so I wanted to follow her steps. Um, so my my family... We didn't know the Lord, but we were always, we had this, my dad, he's not here. He just made sure that we loved each other, that we'll take care of each other. Even if my, we will, um, sometimes, you know, little kids start acting the way that they, you know, how we, how they act and all this stuff. And, and, and one day I remember telling, uh, my brother said something to my mom. My dad just, got my brother and told him, you don't, you don't ever speak to your mother like that. So my dad was always the one that was making sure that we will love each other, take care of each other. And he did not know Jesus. He did not know the Lord. But he comes from a background of her, her, his dad not even kissing him or hugging him or loving him. So that's how my dad was able to break certain things that even if, even him not knowing the Lord, his behavior and his actions was for something different and some change in his family. And later on, my mom met, before getting pregnant of, of me, she received the Lord and she was transformed. She started praying for us. For all my dad, my, my brothers and sisters, her brothers and sisters, and all this thing. And 15 years later, all of us received the Lord. 15 of praying, 15 years of praying, seeking God, being an example, being a wife, being a mother, 
not a, my mom is, 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 she's there. And she, she's, she was amazing. You know, me growing up, I remember her, you know, just taking me to church with her. And I will see the people dancing and I will see the people speaking in tongues. And I didn't know what was going on, but I'm like, okay, I'm here. You know, I'm the little, I'm the, I'm the baby of the family. But I saw that in my family and I always wanted that for us. For whenever I will marry, I wanted to marry someone like my father. So I wanted to marry someone that will be like him, that will nurture his family, that will give that priority to his family. And we're not perfect at all. We have our issues. We have our fights. You know, we have our struggles. But at the end of the day, you know, we know that we're there for each other. And when we came and we, you know, I met Chris here in this church because we've been here forever. We received the Lord in this church. I mean, I received the Lord in this church um, how many years ago? It was uh, June 19, 1996 that we got baptized. We got baptized the same the day. The same day, the same day. But months before I had received the Lord and we met here and now I see how my generations have been transformed for the Lord. How my kids are not going to see things that are that we were exposed maybe with our families. That um, my, I remember my, 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 when we lived a, a very rough situation in our family with my brother, he was going through a divorce. It was very rough, but you know what? At the end of the day, we decided to stick on together and we had never lived that. You know, we were, we were already believers. We knew what, 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 we, what we were, um, um, we needed to do. And that was very rough, but at the end of the day, we just stick through and we believe that God was going to do something good and that his promises and his purposes will prevail at the end of the day. So that's why we're saying there's not such thing as a perfect family. There's not, we struggle, we go through our situations, raising children is not easy. It's a struggle. But if you put God first and you allow him to walk, if you walk, you know, your life with him, putting him first and living your days, you know, allowing him to guide you. Let me tell you, you can make it. You can make it. You could go ahead and be successful. You could go through trials and be victorious at the end of the trial. Because that's what he has promises. He has promised not to leave us or to forsake us. To be with us in the good times and the bad times. And that's what happens when you put God first in your family. And now we see our children, you know, that they're going to live different things. They're not going to struggle the way that we struggled. They're going to live and we have made a way for them. In such a different way. And I believe that God, that's what he has in store for us, for all of us that are here in this place. And if you're here and you're a single parent, whether you're a single mom, I see some single moms out there this morning, or, you know, you're a single dad, you know, my hat goes off to you, you know, because of the job, you know, and the responsibility that you have in your hands. And just the fact of you being here today speaks so loudly. 
Because you being here says, you know what, I want to go after God with my heart. And you know what, you might not have a husband, but let God be your husband. Okay, you might not have a wife, but you let God be that helper that's going to walk by your side to make sure that your family right now is what needs to be and that your children will grow up in the ways of God. You know, one of the things that I, that I wrote here, and, and I know we're coming to an end, you know, as, 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 as a father, you know, and as a husband, I love my wife, you know, uh, I, I love my kids and I want to be able to, to provide for my kids, you know, sometimes, uh, it's, it's even something that I check because I want to make sure that, uh, I don't overdo it with them, you know, because I don't want to grow up brats either, you know, because I want to give them stuff that I didn't grow up with. Now I want to make sure I do this right. But let me tell you, with family comes pressure. And with family comes responsibility, all right? And I want to tell you, there's work, marriage, parenting, finances. You guys know what I'm talking about this morning? All these different things that are going on at the same time. And many times, it's very easy to wake up tired, anxious. It's it's easy to wake up stressed. It's easy to wake up and feel like, man, how long did I sleep? I slept six hours, man. I felt like I slept like five minutes. You're more tired when you wake up than when you went to bed. I know that we go all through all that stuff. But I want to tell you something. That's exactly why the only way that we're going to make it as families is if we hold on to God. There's no other way. And I'm here to tell you that, you know, my final testimony is the testimony that I'm actually walking now. You know, my greatest fear would be like David last week when I was speaking. Lord, you could take everything away from me. But do not take your Holy Spirit away from me. Lord, you can take whatever you want away from me, but do not take your presence away from me. Because if I have you, you will help me make sense of everything else that is going on around me. You'll help me make sense of my family, of my relationship with my wife. Husbands, do not try to understand your wife, all right? That's some advice that I give the husband this morning. Just love her with all your heart. All right. And just say, Lord, I don't understand, but you know, they think different than us as men. All right. We're going to have a couple seminar at the end of February. I'm going to start announcing that next week, even though I should have had something ready for this moment of the message. All right. And wives. All right. Don't try to figure out your husband. Okay, he's a weird animal, all right? The same way I'm a weird animal. weird animal, animal, but you respect them. You know, we're weird, but leave us. And if we, (laughs) you ask us at the end of the day, how did everything go? And all we say is fine. Just leave it at fine for now. Later on, on we'll say something else, but right now it's just fine. All right? So the only way that we make it as families, especially with all the pressures that are going on in society, let me tell you something. If we don't get this right, I'm so afraid for our children and the children of our children. Because if our kids already are starting to be exposed to things that you and I would have never thought they were going to be exposed to, I don't even imagine my grandchildren that are not born yet. So we better get this right. And the only way to get it right, once again, is not being perfect. is surrendering to God and saying, God, here's my family. Here I am. Here I am as the husband, as the, as the head of this house. Lord, do something in my life. And as a wife, you come here this morning and you say, here I am. And I present to you my husband. I present to you myself, my children. Lord, do something in us. 
I want to ask you to close your eyes right there where you're at this morning. Because we're going to go to the one that he is the miracle maker. He is the way maker. He's the only one that can move on our behalf and sustain us. And this morning, if you're here and everything is good in your family, I want you to give thanks to God. I just want you to thank God. If you're there with your wife and your husband, just take a moment to hold her hand and just thank God for her life. Same thing. If you're there, you're a wife and you're there with your husband, just take a moment, hold his hand and just pray for him. Just thank God for his life. Just take a moment, just pray for them. And if you're here by yourself, your husband, your wife, they're not here, or you're going through a divorce, or you recently got separated, whatever it could be, just present yourself before God and say, God, do something in my life and in my family. I know you could do it, Lord. I know you could do it, Lord. I just want to give an invitation for those that might be here that have never invited Jesus to be their Lord and Savior. I want to let you know that the only way that we can make it is by having God in our lives. And the way that God is in our lives is through Jesus Christ. He's the one that lived the perfect life, died on the cross for our sin, and gives us the opportunity to receive eternal life. This is a spiritual battle. It starts in the spirit. Your family is a spiritual unit. And it starts by coming to Jesus. So if somebody here or watching online wants to invite Jesus into their heart today, Right there where you're at. I'm just going to ask everybody to close your eyes. And you're going to just say this prayer with me. You're going to say, Lord Jesus, today I invite you into my life. I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. I ask you that you would forgive me for all my sins. And today I receive the eternal life that you paid for me. Reconcile me with my Heavenly Father. Take me by the hand into his arms and fill me with the Holy Spirit that I may live for the purposes that you have for my life. Thank you, Jesus, for all you've done and for all you're going to do. In your name I pray. Amen and amen.